It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with me, James Hansen. On today's episode, we'll take you inside the biggest miscarriage of justice in British legal history. For the last few weeks, one story has dominated the news in the UK. We haven't covered it on The World in 10 yet, but we thought now was the time. It's the story of hundreds of innocent people who were all convicted of the same crime, leaving their lives in tatters. It's been described as the largest miscarriage of justice in British history. You'll have seen them in movies. As the main characters walk through a quintessential village in the British countryside, behind them will be a shop, a little red shop. It's a post office where people go to send letters and parcels. Inside them, though, something sinister was happening. In the early 2000s, people who ran post offices started noticing something. Their accounts were showing shortfalls, suggesting that thousands and thousands of pounds had gone missing from their branch. They had no explanation. Before they could work it out, police officers started arriving at their doors. For Susan Hazelton, the knock came in the middle of the afternoon. It was nearly time for the children to come home from school. They wouldn't allow me to go and pick up my nine-year-old children from school. They said I couldn't go and collect the children from school. They would collect them in the police car and they would take them to the station and they would have to stay there until they finished questioning me. Now, what mother wants that for her children? To be taken to a police station, to sit there, worried, frightened, while their mother's being questioned for... They wouldn't have known why. The post office took the people who ran their shops to court. One of them, Lee Castleton, says it tore his family's life apart. I had to represent myself in the high court. I'd um, run out of money for defence and I lost and they were awarded costs of £321,000, which led to my bankruptcy. 
we were ostracized in Bridlington. You know, it's a small fishing town, a beautiful fishing town. But we were abused in the streets. My daughter was bullied. She once was on the school bus and was spat in her hair by a a young boy um, because her father was a thief. Hundreds of people were going through the same thing without realising that they were not alone. One, though, had figured out what was going on. Alan Bates knew from the year 2000 that his computer was to blame, not him. The Japanese tech giant Fujitsu had provided software to the post office in 1999. This software was faulty and produced false accounts. In the last few weeks, the story of these post office managers has been told in a TV drama called Mr Bates versus the Post Office. We are fighting a war against an enemy owned by the British government, while we're just skint little people. This is about the reputation of the post office. It's not, it's about people's lives, you moron. The programme prompted huge anger at the injustice. And days later, the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, made this announcement in Parliament. Today, I can announce that we will introduce new primary legislation to make sure that those convicted as a result of the Horizon scandal are swiftly exonerated and compensated. So what of Fujitsu, the $30 billion company whose software was responsible? Well, its European director, Paul Patterson, appeared in front of a parliamentary committee this week and he was asked about the official compensation scheme. Uh, I think there is a moral obligation for the company to compute, uh, to contribute, and I think the right place to determine uh, that is when our, co- uh, our responsibility is very clear. There are many parties involved in this um, travesty. Fujitsu and the post office still face huge questions about what they knew and when. And the UK government has been criticised too, about why it took a TV drama to force their hand. Would anything have happened if the show hadn't been made? Patrick Spence, the executive producer, told Times Radio that was a very real possibility. It's very, very hard to fund these kinds of dramas because they don't sell well internationally. This was such a peculiarly British story that it was very hard to get the money we needed to make it. So we had to turn around to our cast, uh, and we were able to do uh, that because we weren't taking money out of the show ourselves either, to say, look, the only way this story is going to be told is if we all do it for very, very low rates. And they did. Every single one of them that we asked said, where do I sign? Because of that, the world is finding out about the post office scandal. And victims, those who are still alive, have some hope that their lives could be restored. If you want to find out more on this incredible story, listen to the full 40-minute episode from our colleagues on the Stories of Our Times podcast. Click the link in the description below. The Times has also revealed how a man in prison for murder could be cleared as a result of the post office scandal. You can read it now with a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. Almost two years after Russia launched its full-scale invasion, the government of Ukraine is preparing to mobilise another half a million men for military service. There's currently a bill going through the Ukrainian parliament which will see the draft age lowered to 25 and heavier penalties for those who avoid service. Anthony Lloyd is senior foreign correspondent for The Times. It's very true to say that by and large Ukrainian society is still supportive of the war 
but they go into 2024 very weary. Not every man wants to fight. As the current mobilisation law stands in martial law, if you're a man between 18 and 60, you are forbidden from leaving Ukraine unless you have special exemption. However, those actually mobilised are above the age of 27. So if you're younger than 27 but over 18, you have to stay in the country, you know, potentially pending your turn as you grow older, but you're not actually signed up to go to the front till you're 27. Over 17,000 Ukrainians have been detained for trying to leave the country illegally since Russia's invasion. And border guards expect to see that number increase with the latest mobilisation efforts. Anthony's been speaking to border officers. They said to me, look, there's all sorts of reasons a guy might want to leave Ukraine, which are war-related. For a start, if you're less than 27 years old at the moment, you can't actually be called up to fight, but you can't leave the country. You might be desperate for a job, so you might want to get that job, you know, in the Czech Republic or in Germany. And you've got a lot of men, particularly from the East. They've lost their home to Russian occupation. Their family and their children have gone. They've gone to Western Europe. These guys are desperate to see their children raised. And then you do get cases simply where men don't want to be sent East to fight and they flee. And those are seen as something of an embarrassment, but not by everybody. That's The Times' senior foreign correspondent, Anthony Lloyd. He's been dubbed the bad boy of motorsport for always speaking his mind. And in today's Sunday Times magazine, Max Verstappen sits down with the Sunday Times' assistant editor, Nick Rufford. I met him by a canal on a chilly morning in a bar called Freddy's Bar, which is part of the Europa Hotel. And he strolled in without any security people looking very relaxed. Well, it was no surprise that the 26-year-old would take to Formula One with his mother, Sophie Kumpen, a champion kart racer, and his father, Jos the Boss Verstappen, a former F1 driver himself. In fact, much of Nick's piece focuses on the relationship between father and son. His father spotted that he'd got a champion on his hands and when Joss gave up racing himself, he took over turning Max into a world champion and used to drive long distances all over Europe, taking Max to karting tracks. He was his coach, he was his mechanic, he was his sponsor. It's fair to say, well, in fact, Max says that without Joss's influence, that he probably wouldn't be the world champion that he is today. Now, it's the latest reality TV show to be sold around the world. But what is the secret to winning The Traitors? Season two of both the US and UK versions are currently mid-run. I am addicted to both. It's also been adapted for 21 other countries. And The Times' assistant culture and books editor, Jake Helm, has been interviewing the winners of last year's UK season one. Here are some of their top tips. Number one, treat the show like a holiday. Number two, don't tell people about your game plan if you have one. Number three, give your all in the challenges. Number four, make sure you're not the loudest person in the room, but also not the quietest, be somewhere in between. And number five, be prepared to be selfish. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.